I'm Jeremy Tack, a small-scale regenerative farmer that found my path first with cannabis and then through biodynamic agriculture. In these habits and disciplines, I learned more about myself and nature than I ever imagined was possible. By working holistically with the land and developing living practices with all aspects of nature's kingdom, I found a philosophy that has me asking more questions while working to overcome challenges that affect us all. This podcast is my way of searching for answers, finding more questions, and forming endless connections. Welcome to Regenerative Reform. Howdy, everyone. My buddy Barack here is helping me get back on this podcast horse, if you will. We had a great conversation about growing or cultivating a more holistic experience and dreaming up what a holistic habitat might look like, while also catching up on some personal life and some farm life. I hope you enjoy. Hello? Barack, brother. Jeremy! How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for for calling today and and putting off your call for an extra day i really appreciate it oh it's it's my pleasure and you know um since we've had so many uh lovely and uh deep and expansive meaningful conversations um you to help get me back on the horse to get to explore these ideas so really all the all the thanks is uh directed your way bro rock on man uh well You, do you want to tell me a little bit about what you're, uh, what you're seeing out there, what the the world is that you're interacting with? Um, yeah, well, right now um, I'm interacting with this rocking chair I just sat down in because uh, it's been a, a long day of uh, chores and pulling weeds and tending to plants and, uh, you know, processing plants and working with other human beings in a variety of gardens. So now this is a little bit of downtime before I go do some evening chores and work on a chicken tractor and whatnot. Um, and, but before I uh, give you a, a beautiful visual uh, painting of where I am and what I'm doing, um, we'll imagine that there's some, some listeners here with us and that you could just uh, give a brief uh, rundown or introduction of what you're, what you're doing nowadays. Sure. Uh, I am uh, so lucky to be continuing to live here in Manitou Springs, Colorado, at the base of some truly spectacular mountains here uh, on the front range of the Rockies, specifically uh, Pikes Peak or Tama. And um, is that all working? You hearing me all right? Yeah, you're good, man. Okay. Um, and uh, specifically working here at Flying Pig Farm. And we just finished up with our farm camp that we uh, ran this summer. Congratulations. It was spectacular. Uh, really, really good um, experience of just seeing how when a lot of people come together with good intent for a short period of time, that's focused on growth. Yeah. It actually takes very little effort for everyone to have a good time. And 
for positive work to be happening. And I just, uh, I find that to be such a valuable lesson um, because sometimes I romanticize like really, really hard work, but the experience of just being around 50 people who are all enjoying being together and accomplishing work with ease and comfort and joy really is a model that I want to continue to push towards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it helps that you're, that you and your, your crew there, your community have put such uh, you know, a, a beautiful environment together and have been cultivating that space for, for many years now. You send me pictures and I see all of these, you know, delicious looking plants and crops and, you know, the juniper trees and the multiple layers of fence and you've got these structures and animals. So it's, it's easy to imagine how uh, youth and, and all ages would have a good time there. It's, a, it's really fun to spend time in the space and feel the way that, as you kind of say, the infrastructure and the soil cultivation and the, um, these plants, many of whom are very perennial uh, at this point, um, sort of just support a, an ecosystem in which everybody can be thriving, including the humans. Um, and thriving in a, a way that's really different from, from what most of us are experiencing most of the time. And so, uh, so we just had, had a blast and that's, what's going on here. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. So a couple of the things that's coming up for me t- today, Barack, um, and, and really driving this, the continuation of this podcast is, um, a, a couple of questions like what is a holistic human or what it means to approach humanity in a holistic way, mm. or I'll just go on a couple uh, expansive tangents um, sure. or like uh, how to, how to be a holistic self, how to have a holistic experience. And then with, with our practices, our roles um, in community and on the land, uh, how to develop a holistic habitat. Totally. Um, so we don't have to dive deep into all of those uh, prompts right now, but that's that's what I'm uh, wrestling with or marinating with, just really trying to figure out some some answers to bring about some clarity um, and new direction, if you will. That's uh, that's that's fabulous. I, I think it's a great topic. And of course, as sort of an English teacher, my first attraction is to vocabulary uh-huh. uh, when we when we clarify and um build our vocabulary up we give ourselves access to new thoughts um, right i think of it in the example of for instance a car uh engine um i i don't know the names of any of the parts of a car engine they're not in my vocabulary and therefore I really have no way of thinking about how my car works. Yeah. Um, But in the garden, I have a pretty broad vocabulary. Um, So I'm relatively comfortable leaving and thinking about that space. So when you ask the question about holistic people, holistic systems, um, holistic environments, 
my first question is how do we work with this word holistic and really take that one word and turn it into a little bit of a vocabulary yeah Um, so that's that's the approach i would want to take maybe over the next uh however long we're, we're talking about this for sure for sure so i guess when i think of holistic i think about um engaging with all parts of self whether that's mind body and spirit head heart and hands um uh whether like maybe maybe balance maybe there's people who have a a nine to five and they're like weekend warriors and they get to cut loose on the weekend and maybe that brings them some amount of harmony because they're going to go to a concert or they're going to go rock climb or they're going to go fishing they're going to have more time with their family and through engaging with their own through maybe the pursuit of their own goals and hobbies through getting to know themselves maybe they get to manifest a more um, complete or comprehensive life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and honoring like all the different aspects of, of maybe what it would be of like an idyllic um, whole or complete experience. And of course, you know, with different conversations with different people, um, the, the values change. Um right. So I guess to some degree, like broad terms, you know, um, getting a, a self-practice with, you know, nurturing yourself, um, nurturing relationships outside of yourself, um, a relationship or a, a link, a living link with the, with the land, whether that's hunting, fishing, rock climbing, um, uh, farming, uh, wildlife management, habitat restoration. But I, I, I just think of so many times when I think of like, what's, what's brought me closer to myself. It's, it's working with the land and I still have hobbies and interests that don't, you know, maybe that, that don't look like farming. Um, but, but farming and in a regenerative way, in a living way, has brought me closer to myself. And I'm trying to form a bridge for the billions of people that don't have the luxury of having these uh, practices or that don't see that they have uh, similar opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I, I relate, of course. Um, but, and, and I, I'm, struck by this idea of wholeness of sort of completeness um and the way that that interacts also with uh brokenness or partial um right right and you know i i think the the sort of popular image uh certainly in in my group of friends is that we're sort of constantly being pushed towards a partial experience. Um, there's a, just by the nature of how time is, but also by the nature of how our economy works um, and our society is structured, we're sort of consistently having to find time for a lot of components of ourselves while other components will take up a huge amount of our time. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm struck by the the idea that a holistic person is somehow able to continue to 
to wholeness in the midst of the chaos and sort of ever challenging reality, which is always demanding of us or asking us to go in just one direction, focus all of our energy in one place or be overwhelmed by depression or anxiety or a strong work ethic or um, our romantic relationship and sort of somehow a holistic person is a person who experiences those things and is taking part in the world and simultaneously is not allowing themselves to be swept away um, from the broadness of possibility in their life. Right. Well, and, and on that, I think it's, I think it's part of, um, I guess, honoring the, the compromises, acknowledging the, the losses, meeting the failures, understanding that there's a darkness that goes with the light. And just because, you know, there's, you're in an office from, from nine to five, there's, there's, there's positive fragments of that experience that can be um, like honored and exercised in your, in your future dream by way of, um, you know, showing up on time, you know, doing your best, um, working in service, um, mm-hmm. ha- having some amount of discipline. So I, I often think of like this holistic experience is, is like, um, you know, to some degree being comfortable with the uncomfortable and having, having, uh, some degree, I get finding the bright side, being grateful for, for, you know, for some of the things that, we wish we didn't have to do, but trying to, but, but by trying to find like the connections on how they're like, Oh, well, this is helping me with, um, um, you know, uh, teamwork or community building, or this is helping me with this other, you know, I don't know, computer skill, or this is helping me getting to know, uh, you know, car engines and how they operate. Um, there, ju- there just seems to be, in, in all of those in all of those aspects in in relationships with with other people in relationships with self in a relationship with the land like they they all they all have some kind of death mm-hmm. they all have they're all precious because one day I won't be on this earth one day my relationship uh will change even if it's through even if it's you know 80 years from now uh with relationship with with the land there's going to be uh losses there's going to be storms there's going to be you know plants and animals that are harvested there's going to be mineral that's going to be mined and moved um so yeah 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 so something something that so uh, real trauma and challenge are a huge part of the whole. They're just a huge part of the whole. We when and um, finding finding gratitude, of course, is is really helpful um, because it helps us remember that even those challenges and traumas are coming from the sort of ever generous 
experience of life that we're having. But then the other thing that I've really been focusing on recently is, is having a sense of humor. Um, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and I just, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's something that I struggle with. I'm a real, like I I get really serious. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I'm, I'm too serious. I'm too serious as well. (laughs) And, uh, and that's that, that like, I don't think that serves me super well. And I don't think that it helps me be more holistic to sort of take myself super seriously and, and, and the world around me. I, uh, I was recently told by uh, an old timer that I'm friends with named Mike, uh, who's like an old time plumber, union plumber. So those guys are basically inventors, you know, and they just spent 50 years of their life inventing plumbing systems for whatever house they were building or, you know, office or whatever. And uh, total, total genius and very mad. Um, and, and also full of anger. But it was really funny because we were talking about all the, the, the challenges. And he, he turns to me and he goes, you know, Barack, it's hopeless. But it's not serious. And just erupts into laughter like Mm -hmm. just you know just totally loses it and here we are talking about um you know about climate change and about famine and about pandemic and things that are really painful and and can feel very hopeless yeah Uh, and his ability to to just remember that joy and and laughter are still accessible to us and that yeah. like the the sort of pain of human folly is one of the great bombs for that is uh is laughter is great hang on one second yeah man. hi buddy how you doing good sorry to just drop in that's all right i think there's some folks over at the farm um i'm just picking up that beehive so i can oh, do some work on it Hey, if it's all good, I'd rather not edit this out, Philip. Yeah, Philip, this is Jeremy. Jeremy Tackett? That's right. Hey, brother. Hey, how you doing, brother? Well, sorry to interrupt you. No, it's all good, but I'm going to publish your voice if I have permission. You have my permission, brother. Thank you. I hope you're well, man. Yeah, you too. Love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Love you too. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye, my friend. Hey, on a side tangent, I'm thinking about regenerative relationships. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't like to use the word hopeless. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> like you've already brought up, like, depression and anxiety. It's a terrible word um, if you've suffered from those things. Um, or it can be. Um, but I love... I love, I love the opportunity or just the acknowledgement that we have access to joy, laughter, um, you know, hilarity, and to, to make fun of things, um, to laugh at things, to poke fun, to find, to find the holes. Um, so I do, I do really appreciate just that, that, that levity and that leaning into, you know, uh, comedy. Yeah, it's 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 important. I mean, I, I I get so frustrated, you know, at myself for losing an object or for spilling something or for 
letting something break. Um, and that, uh, I, I, I do think the appropriate response to that kind of error is, is laughter. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. As someone who regularly like drops things um, <laughs> and, and tries to balance like strange options, trying to like build things by myself or haul plants or compost, I mean, like I regularly drop or slip um, or look like a buffoon doing pratfalls for myself. And uh-huh. and, it, and it is, it's a huge relief instead of cursing to just kind of laugh at the cosmic joke of that, of that micro moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how that plays into being like a holistic person, but I think maybe it just, it helps us be okay with participating in the whole much of which might be kind of uncomfortable or even embarrassing. Yeah, I think, I think absolutely. You know, I think that acknowledging the, the balance, uh, both sides like gravity and levity. Um, you know, there are some things that are really serious that have a lot of weight to them. Um, you know, commitments, challenges, uh, in life, social, environmental, uh, personal. Um, but the, the levity, can definitely get us through some some hard times uh and definitely you know taking a taking a mission or a goal or a yeah a a discipline a goal very seriously um and not taking yourself too seriously while um not not being ultimately discouraged or spiraling out when you get Mm -hmm. knocked off the horse like just you know, laugh at them all of those times that you didn't get back on and seize the moment and try to get back on. And if you get kicked off, laugh again and take a beat and you'll have another opportunity. So I think that's I think that not running away from life's challenges lends itself towards being closer to like having a holistic experience by not by not uh, denying emotions or awkward conversations mm-hmm. Um yeah yeah so then what about um you want to keep thinking about holistic humans or holistic humanity or no i think i think we've got a little bit of a handle on that i mean i think we sort of danced in a nice way around this uh embracing of the whole experience embracing of the uncomfortable but also finding our comfort, finding our self-care and our self-love and that being kind of an element within this whole network of experience. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So I, th- I, I feel good about where we stand on that. On okay. That. So, so then we can expand to like the entire human organism of like 8 billion plus of us having a holistic experience or holistic connections or engaging in holistic systems or delve into what like a holistic habitat um holistic environment could be well the first one sounds huge so maybe we go there last yeah well well i think holistic environment could could be that bridge that connects more of humanity i agree i agree okay Okay. um uh so i wonder i wonder if if one way we could approach this 
explore or briefly discuss the different environments that we inhabit. And then we could identify what within those environments, you know, how holistic those environments feel and for what reasons. Okay. Okay. What about, how does that feel as a, as a method of exploration? Yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rather turned on and excited by that. Um, referencing like our own individual spaces or yeah yeah Yeah, and then and then also um maybe bleeding into um most uh popular or most um maybe if we were to think about like land use yeah um in a continental way like how much space we have for like uh you know highways and skyscrapers how much space we have for national parks um, where we fish, where we farm, where we uh, have recreation. Um, those are the boundaries that kind of, that, that turn me on because it seems like there's a lot of people, a lot of people, there's a lot of stakeholders um, within, mm. within environmentalism, within, you know, uh, conservationists, uh, farmers, uh, hunters, fishers, backpackers, um, you know, mountain bikers, uh, uh, rock climbers, and Foodgoers. what's that? Food eaters. Yeah, food eaters. Con- yeah, yeah, con- con- consumers in, in some degree, like we all are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people that I mean, we're all buying food. So, I, yeah, the market. So, I guess when, when I think about holistic habitat, I th- I'm, I'm working towards an ideal, and it's good for for me to discuss or to explore where we are and how far removed from that ideal it is so we can meet ourselves or self where we are. But when I'm, when I'm, when I'm dreaming of this ideal, it's, it's really, if, if we, if we blur these lines or make the connections more efficient, I reckon that we'll have less uh, disagreement or battling about, well, you know, I'm an environmentalist, so I deserve more of this money versus the conservationist versus the hunter versus the farmer versus the versus the, you know, the the weekend warrior doing, you know, triathlons or rock climbing versus the person that just wants to go forage or go to the farm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm looking for this either, you know, uh, harmonizer, equalizer, balancing method that that I believe can help uh you know connect all of humanity Uh, yeah but but we should definitely start in our in our own environments so we don't get too dreamy well it it makes sense because (laughs) my environment that i'm in is very dreamy yeah yeah i feel feel that's that's my greatest source of inspiration to be like i actually know what it looks like on an acre at this point i mean i'm not not that what we're experiencing is any sort of perfection. Um, but like, I, I look at a holistic environment basically every day and, uh, it's micro. So it's sort of, it's not necessarily, um, holistic in the sense that it could hold itself resiliently through, uh, the apocalypse, let's say. Right. Um, but it, but it, I mean, you know, so maybe 
do you mind if I talk about it a little bit? No, go, 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 so, go, run, so brother. What, so what I'm looking at, you know, out here is a place where the the life is so dense. The layers of use and interaction and um, health and eating are so on top of each other, those layers, that it that it's almost completely disorienting to me. Yeah. In my logical brain. Yeah, I, I understand. I can like I can logic my way one step at a time through the different organisms that are happening at the farm. Yeah. Um but their existence is really beyond my comprehension. And the way in which they are all living together, we are all living together because I get to live here somehow, um, yeah. is, is so full, so whole. Um, there are constant predator and prey interactions happening. There's constant uh, decomposition happening. There's constant growth happening and competition within that growth, but also the sort of symbiotic help that organisms provide just by being around each other and having some diversity. Yeah. I'll never forget a time when you and I were at the farm and I, I made some kind of comment about, isn't it? weird how the animals all run over to us when we come over like we're not even bringing them food and you just said to me well they're animals so they they like to be around other animals and it really i mean that's so maybe very simple but it really is something i think of all the time um Animals want to be around other animals and plants want to be around other plants. And we see the evidence of this constantly. So to me, part of a holistic environment is one where that desire to be surrounded by our family, our ecological family yeah. is, is not being hammered out. It's not being, we're not being parsed into right. our, um, even though there are sections. I mean, there are areas where, different plants do not grow and where I won't allow certain plants to grow. Yeah. Same. It's not to say it's not like anarchy, you know? Yeah. There's, there's a form to it and there are rules and, and the, all the participants are following those rules. Um, yep. I'm doing my best to understand what those rules are. Right. And so that's what I think about. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's beautiful. You know, talking about predator and prey, uh, constant competition. Um, you know, uh, I guess general uh, guidelines where some things happen and some things don't, and and a, a big thing that came up while you were talking was that not only what I thought of when you said animals like to be of near other animals, which is apparently what I said back in the day. Um, I'm just thinking about how we're all feeding off each other all the mm -hmm. time. Like we're just, we're just our mind. We're growing our experience. Sometimes we're trading nutrients. Sometimes we're consuming something, uh, one another. Um, but it's, but it's a transference of energy at the, at the end of the day, it's this huge transference of energy when the, 
when the Japanese beetles eating these peaches, um, right. when, you know, the cannabis is being fed through this living soil, when the trees are all trading nutrients, um, when we pull up a carrot, when we, you know, blah, 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 one thing after another. It's just like that life is uh, an integrated experience. And, and I guess you and I are, are privileged that we get to be submersed in uh like extreme biodiversity um with our natural environment and with an immense amount of food um from from annuals and perennials from leaf root flower fruit from you know um herbs shrubs trees and, and vines you know integrating and weaving in the mineral kingdom and considering you know, that the goats need more mineral and these rabbits don't need that much and the nettle will mine it from the depths. And there's like a, you know, a turquoise mine up the mountain um, and there's hunting and fishing grounds up the mountain and you can, you know, take take two lefts or three lefts out of your cabin and get on the uh, trailhead for Pike's Peak in like less than, you know, two miles away. Or you can go challenge your best self next to an olympian on the incline mm-hmm. while coming down or viewing the garden of the gods so i mean you do live in a <laughs> in a in a you know a, a miracle place it seems um yeah, yeah it feels that way yeah it does feel that way and and i myself i'm in, in massachusetts you're at flying pig farm in manitou i'm around uh, on a variety of farms specifically working towards forest floor farms in massachusetts and there's a huge tree line and you know i myself have animal diversity and plant diversity and then i I work on another farm where there's also surrounded by trees and a big pond and you know immense amount of uh, perennial foods and planting big annual gardens and getting to know you know, wild foods and perennial foods, like I've, I've never imagined um, w- while weaving in and working with these other, you know, kingdoms of nature. Um, so, so something that's coming up is like how, how natural of an integrated experience we already have. Like everyone, everyone who's listening to this, they're going, they're getting food every day. They ate today unless they're on like a fast or they're sick. You know, they're going to the market, they're going to a restaurant, going to their garden or a farm, going foraging, going hunting or fishing. They're, they're consuming. And I guess through, through every day, you know, whether you're, no matter what religion you follow or, or practice you have, through that consumption of energy, through that trade of energy, we always have an opportunity not only to have gratitude for the food and the, and the plants or animals or the maker or creator, uh, but the fact that we get to have this integrated living experience um, of, of constant growth and constant change and, and maybe just eating your, you know, your vitamin powder water or, and, your, and your protein bar doesn't feel that way. But what's cool about like giving thanks and having gratitude for all of these ingredients or the, the businesses that, you know, mind all of these, you know, traditional Chinese medicine herbs for your, for your fancy water powder or, or, or these evasive roots from Appalachia where there's like these wild ginseng 
um, or all of these different exotic nuts that, you know, someone had to put on like special rubber gloves so they wouldn't get a, a harsh oil on them while picking the cashews or processing the cashews for your protein dense superfood bar rich with like goji berries straight from the Himalayas. Like <laughs> we, we have an opportunity to really picture the, the, the other human beings and then the plants that are, that are, that are giving us that energy that are literally right. like pushing the life button and being like, Hey, extension, life extension, life extension here. I nurture you. I help you. I support you. And, yeah. and so we all have that experience. We all have that opportunity. And in a holistic habitat, ideally in my dreamy mind with every, with all of those, uh, with the, how about the majority with 90% of those energy transactions that were able to put a location or a face, um, connect a, a, a location or a face or a being or a group to that energy transaction. Like this is that nut from this farm down the street. This is this fish from that trout from that fishery or this deer from this mountain range. Um, and I, and I believe that within those experiences lie an extreme amount of, of, of peace, uh, harmony, and, um, you know, a, a mega dose of reality. Because mm-hmm. it's, it, it's hard to get those things. It's, it's challenging to grow those things. And when you have respect for the process, you value the product that much more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm in total agreement that that's where that we already have it in some ways you know yeah. this, this world is is here and we're all living <laughs> and yeah. and so all like it's interesting because with, i mean first of all just everything that you said i really connected with but what it, i'm really stru- really feeling now from it is um that holistic is also an element also has a lot to do with perception oh yeah dude oh yeah yeah you know and yeah. that like that are and and specifically like the human lens you know that that what we might label as holistic if we're able to look at it and talk about it is in fact the state that much of the world is existing in constantly yeah yeah um, I, I, and Yep. You know, and that we, that we, and I can speak just for myself, but I think that this is a shared uh, thing is that we don't feel like part of it. Right, 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 right. We've sort of created life experiences in which it's difficult to gain access to perceiving that web that we are part of but that it doesn't feel like we are. Um, So I'm really excited to think that probably a lot of people do have little components of their life where they feel it. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think the goal um, for, for me personally is to be able to get, to get less of my connection, to get more of my connections closer to home, um, more of my energy transactions closer to home. Mm -hmm. And, and while, 
well because we always have this this integrated experience with other people other systems all around the globe it's just what life is right it's it it's it's a state of constant connection and and change um and while i want to get a lot more of my energy transactions closer to home um oh shit i lost i lost the point it was a good one too i i bet it's still in there oh it's definitely in there um no if you got something go ahead <laughs> it it'll it'll come in a minute it'll it'll come in a minute so so here we are and we're acknowledging that we already are part of the environment and we are part of this holistic exchange it's happening it is like all around us oh and i got it i got it i got it yeah it's something i've said too many times before to you it should it should never be lost on me so i think it's a lot of people feel emancipated or dis- disconnected from nature due to whether it's uh export of of jobs or um not not you know going to the farm down the street uh because the subscription box or the grocery store is that much more convenient so there's a lot of conveniences and a lot of high technology has made it so that well we're just removed from reality we're just removed from our original home um mm-hmm. living under the sky living in the trees living uh on the plains living with all of these animals whether it's you know migratory or nomadic or seasonal um so these are a lot of things if, if we were to look at a, like a lot of the um what do people do on like twitter and social media they do like a like a tagline or they they do um there's a hashtag hashtag right so there's all these hashtag words popular in movements right um and you know get back to the land or eating seasonally or you know eating organic or you know all of these things and it's like well why why are they trying why are they popular or why are they trying to be perpetuated it's because it's closer to our nat- a lot of times it's because they're leaning on they're trying to hack our brain back to an an original state mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we we used to eat more seasonally um we stored food we dried food we had root cellars or whatever it was but there was there was more of these our, our energy transactions used to have to be closer to home that's right also temporally right absolutely and time yeah so you know, um, I, I think it's important to maintain like global uh, connections and, and energy transactions with, you know, people in other continents and companies in other parts of the country. Um, I think it's it's fine to to nurture and, and, and maintain those uh, because it's part of the integrated life experience. Mm-hmm. But it's but I think it's. I think there's a, a priority in in for ourselves and that everyone has that opportunity to, to look at where they are and to just value how integrated with their environment they already are, mm-hmm. um, that they get to, you know, go go uh, ride their bike there on, on this trail or they get to 
you know, go down to this park or that they get to even know a chef, right? They go to a restaurant and they like see the smiling chef who's making their food. And it's like, gosh, that feels, that's really special. Um, So it's just being able to, you know, it's not just, but it's, it's, it's important or there's value in having uh, locations and faces associated with these energy transactions to increase the volume of gratitude to perpetuate a reverence for constant connections and for accepting this uh, a constant flow of change that we're all moving in yep yeah i i uh it it actually feels manageable as i imagine it like on a large scale it feels like we find people can find the the seeds of that in their daily experience find where where it is the closest to being closest to home right Um, and then just focus energy there focus actions there um take the sort of energy that comes out of that and try to find that energy in other vectors and other sectors of our lives and um I mean, definitely there's room for advocating, there's room for sort of political movement and economic movement within this, but so much of it will necessarily begin from people recognizing that this is an experience that feels like home and feels like what we, uh, what our bodies and our hearts uh, crave and that it's worth uh, just seeing if we can find more of it around us. Um, because that in and of itself moves us closer to home and makes us more likely to make those decisions that will increase biodiversity um, in our locale and our region, um, support local farmers who really need that um, economic and community support, um, pay attention to what sort of wild foods are available and whether their habitat is being taken away or destroyed actively um, or expanded you know those sorts of questions become really easy to ask if you're personally involved with them right and and um yeah personally involved uh personally invested Mm so i i don't know i i imagine um I guess to, to just go to a, a far out place or a negative place, I just, I guess I imagine, I guess there's this group of people called like uh, these men that are like uh, in, involuntary celibate. Oh yeah. And there's like this reputation or association of them being like angry and, and having a large experience on and kind of bitter or removed or, or resentment in in their waking life uh, around their immediate environment whether it's their their apartment or you know their their job um and and i just think about you know what kind of um i think about what have having a connection with the land what that does for anxiety and depression what it does to perpetuate or to promote connecting with other humans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, e- even if you're like hiking up Pikes Peak by yourself, either at bar camp or at the summit 
someone else is going to be on their way down. You know, even if it's like New Year's Eve with the Adamant Club, like going up for fireworks, like there's there's a connection there. And at the top of the incline, there's a connection. And in the park um, or on the farm, there's a connect. There's people there and they're doing they're doing they're going after what you're going after. They're going after, you know, fresh air and, you know, high mountain sun. They're going after a physical challenge. They're going after an immediate reward. Um, and what they find is connection. To I think to self and to community and to a, exactly. and to the entire organism. And, you know, the, the people that live where we live or closer to how we live, um you know they're they're community supporters they're they've already got stock in the game they've already invested Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm thinking about people who haven't invested yet in these connections or in a connection with self you know in that back to that holistic human experience of you know like what what they're denying or what they're afraid of you know and speaking as a person who's who's leaned on you know, um, alcohol and opioids in the past and, you know, abusing other substances, I know how easy it is to um, avoid things about self, to try to deny things about society um, and to get and to dissolve those connections, you know, or to believe or to not acknowledge them, to like mentally dissolve them as if as if as if I'm as if somehow I'm alone in all this, you know. Mm -hmm. And that couldn't be that couldn't be further from the truth for anyone. I don't even if you're like a hermit in Siberia, you're not alone in all of this. Right. You're right. relying on on fungi. You're relying on reindeer. You're relying on the elements of, of nature. There is no such thing as having like a, a life experience in a vacuum. Yeah. Well, and like the sun shines and smiles down upon you and like slowly gives you skin cancer. You know, like you're just, it's happening. You're, you're in it. There's no, uh, there's no out really, even though we can out, we can make a perceptive out. Right. It's actually super interesting. I just had an opportunity to connect with somebody who I think has spent some time in that online community. Yeah. And I was really stunned by the the anger i was really stunned by the anger and by the ability um that we have all of us to collapse the complex multi-dimensional system and our experience of it into like a super narrow narrative where like one line can sort of be applied across the board and and flatten all of the depth and diversity of experience into like a harsh unforgiving reality that these people are forced to inhabit due to having adopted that narrative right right and they could and they could uh, on some amount of personal responsibility and transform that narrative and all of a sudden have a more comprehensive experience rather than this, uh, you know, uh, reduced, diminished, 
opportunity um, or lack thereof that life has laid on them as though it's just the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that being connection is the, is the key there. Um, And that connection might begin with other people, but it is easier for that connection to be holistic if it's in a biodiverse experience, um, a biodiverse context, because then we we're not just connecting with other neurotic human beings. We're connecting with other neurotic human beings and some plants and animals and natural phenomenon that are kind of uh, tempering those neuroses. And right. Okay. So when we think about, okay, we're talking about biodiversity in, in garden and biodiversity in the environment, but social, social diversity, right? Of, oh. of, of not only hanging out with people that um, subscribe to your ideals or that perpetuate um, you know, your, uh, mythology. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Um, so there needs to be, you know, diversity of ideas, diversity of, of, of folks, of, of, of different kind of interactions and different connections, because we don't all, we don't, each one of us doesn't have time for, for everything. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we have to make choices with our, with our day, with our relationships, with our diet, what we're going to eat, what we're going to read, what we're going to watch, where we're going to go. And other people make other choices. And it seems boring to only talk to those who read the same books, who eat the exact same foods, who go to the exact same locations. Um, if, if, that's your, if that's your only, um, if there's, and, and there's and there's ways to 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 mine all of those similarities and parallels for deeper meaning and deeper connections to serve self and the entire organism. But it seems like there's an there's it's it's important to be around people who have different ideas and who are even willing to challenge your ideas. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and and difficult to do difficult to manage you know yeah uh, nowadays if i might say that you may uh so that's that's i i really agree and i'm gonna bring this back to the garden but i i want to then head directly back into the social sphere go but i'm just i'm i'm picturing the tomatoes that are growing at flying pig right now and those tomatoes are largely surrounded by other tomatoes. There are many other tomatoes around them. Mm-hmm. Um, there also is a lot of basil really close to them because uh, those two like communicate well. And even though they're really, they're completely different species, their coexistence is very easy for, for both of them. Yeah. Um, then there's also marigolds there, and the marigolds are like pretty different from the others. They they uh, express themselves in a different way, and I don't eat them. Um, and then like just a little, just a few feet away uh, from all those tomatoes, all of a sudden there's like a lot of chamomile, you know. And there's some crossover, there's some coexistence, but that chamomile is largely with um, a bunch of uh, zucchini, yeah, and also parsley. And so what, like when I'm picturing diversity, biodiversity in the context of the garden that I'm 
at, there are definitely at least three or four species that are comfortably interacting with each other and cohabitating. And then really right, right at the fringes of them and without clear boundaries, there are another set of three to five uh, coexisting beings, you know, um, who, and so when I, so I just kind of wanted to take a moment to picture that. Yeah. Other groups and guilds and uh, differences and, you know, uh, companions, com- companions that complement each other uh, with, with their individual uh, differences. Right. And, and still, you know, having a lot of people with shared identity. Yeah. Yep. 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 It's not like there's one tomato, one basil and one marigold. Right. Right. That's it's, not, it's, that's large, oh. large groups that make up uh, the greater guild. Right. The, the prairie, you know, like you, you kind of look out at the prairie and you see there's a lot of different plants out there and they're sort of forming these pods of uh, expression um, where they are safe because they're together. Um, but they're not exactly competing against the other groups. They're sort of coexisting, collaborating. Yeah, and, and and oftentimes, you know, those are those are so intertwined. It's hard hard to uh, see where one ends and another begins. Totally, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, and those root systems, right? The rhizomes, yep. where you are here and the strawberry three feet away, and between them is a bunch of other plants. But actually, those two strawberries are in are completely tied to each other. Yeah. Um, they're, they're a single organism. Right. Uh, so oh, now runners back to that social <laughs> image. Yeah. Uh, you know, this thing of, of course, we're going to be a sort of attracted and easily connected with a lot of people who have shared interests, but finding people with complementary traits. Yeah. Uh, and recognizing the value in that completely different expression that complements our own. Um, yeah, I love I love that. Yeah, right. Like there's yeah. a there's a way to sort of love the way that people are, love the way that people express themselves, uh, and recognize when we're when we're ready to cohabitate uh, and collaborate across across styles across expressions for sure um but also of course like to the i think in the social one the part of what you're talking about is also people who we like disagree with um and people who are not necessarily pleasant or comfortable uh to collaborate with well i think it's important because um we we have that uh, we have that ability and you know the you know the the fawn and the mountain lion they don't have that ability no um and you they know have a, the, they have the, a different ability they have a different ability the coyote and the rabbit they don't have that 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 ability um and we have these this amazing ability to not only think but to to talk and to communicate uh communicate more than talk um and and with that 
seems not only a great opportunity, but a great responsibility for, for self and the entire organism for, you know, our micro community, the macro community. And when you were talking about, you know, essentially all of those companion plants, you know, some of those enhance the flavor, enhance the essence of, of one individual and another, and another plant uh, relieves the pressure of other beings on that individual sort of protects yeah yeah and i think about how i could find that that gesture in like my relationship with karen my wife and how i could find it in like the community with other, with a with other community members you know a little further out how i could find that with family members how i've experienced it with with strangers um or um you know, acquaintances or coworkers, um, and just kind of acknowledging these roles or if you will, archetypes on how we, on how, on just how, on, on simply with simply knowing each other, we, ex- we have a more, uh, balanced or, uh, holistic <laughs> experience. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 with your permission, we can put all this aside for a few minutes. Yeah. Let's, uh, we, we went, we went nice and we, we went there. That was nice. Do you have a little bit more time just to, just to chat, brother? I would love to. Yeah. Okay. I would love to. How the heck are you, man? Oh, <laughs> I'm great. I'm yeah. great. I'm, I'm definitely riding a roller coaster. Yeah. You know? I bet. I know, I know. Um, And uh, it feels like every day there might be a time where I'm going to say, somebody asks me how I'm doing, and I say, I'm great. And there's going to be a time of day when probably specifically my my wife Ruthie is going to ask me how I'm doing, and I'm going to (laughs) say, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And if that's not holistic, I don't know what is. but I, I, I am doing really well and, uh, I've had some super interesting experiences recently. I traveled with Ruthie abroad. Oh yeah. A belated honeymoon. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes. It was. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? We went, we went to Israel and France. Holy. And, yeah. Awesome. I mean, first of all, the Mediterranean. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a place! What a place birth, to birth Jesus Christ! Oh, I mean, yeah. unbelievable! That body of water, just you swim in it, and it's a spiritual experience, even when you're totally dulled out, like me. I I, I agree. I agree. Um, so that was awesome to spend so many so many hours in the Mediterranean. Yeah, I, I haven't been there in like twenty years, but. Uh... Yeah, I can, I can, I can picture it and smell the bits and pieces that I visited, and mm. yeah, yeah, r- righteous part of the globe. Yeah, really, really cool. Yeah. Um, the the food cultures, um, yeah. incredible. You know, the the one of the things that's sort of typical in Israel is to go to a restaurant where they'll set out maybe twenty to twenty five small salads on the table in front of you. Oh, mercy. And uh, each one their own, you know, a, a carrot and 
raisin um, with honey and a dill and a cucumber salad. And then there's um, sort of a, a grilled eggplant that's been mushed up. And so all of these, it's like almost like every ingredient might have one companion ingredient and that's what makes the salad and you have 25 of them in front of you and anytime that you finish one they just replace it yeah and i just you know such a great way to honor the ingredients such a great way to to graze and experience food with like a really intense focus um and a great pace so that was freaking awesome Right. I, I love uh, simple cuisine, honoring, mm-hmm. honoring the, uh, the organism, if you will. Totally. Plant or animal. I think it's. Oh, and you can just imagine like the dill and the cucumber growing together in the field. Yeah. Obviously they weren't this time, but that's like, that's where I want to see it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Uh, anyway. Uh, and the other thing about Israel is like, it's a, it's a, sensation of living archaeology right Uh, the the archaeological record is all above ground not all but largely above ground yeah um and being played out actively now right Um, and it's a just totally different kind of cultural experience yeah i can only imagine so that 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 was a that was a great trip. France was also amazing. Um, I loved every part of it except for maybe the pile of raw beef that I ate for dinner one time. I I didn't dig that. Um, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I would uh, enjoy that nowadays. But I've made some terrible mistakes in uh, consuming raw meat and then drinking like uh, you know. 10 white Russians in Korea or something, but um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't sound, that but doesn't yeah, sound. you know, Hey, we, we all make mistakes. Uh, <laughs> we all make connections that we regret and we hope that we would make a different choice or have a different experience next time. But, uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, that, that's a really good way to connect with your bile. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 I connected for multiple days. <laughs> um, so, so that's, it, was, uh, it was special. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, and obviously, um, you know, you were being fulfilled in ways because you were on this, you know, kind of, you know, belated honeymoon, the celebration of your relationship while traveling. Um, but but were, were there other uh, cultural or, um, uh, 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 I guess, other other experiences in these other countries or during your travels that that fulfilled or made a made a new connection for for yourself that brought you closer to your yourself in any way oh huh you don't have to go there i don't know if i don't know no, it's, it's I don't great know if men- mentally went somewhere but you don't have to speak to no it. no i i appreciate it i um you know, just that last question of uh, how you brought closer to yourself. That's a, that's a stumper because that's so much not my, 
mindset. Uh, so much of what I think about is connecting with everything else yeah. uh, and everyone else and sort of self-discovery through empathy, um, which, you know, is just uh, one approach. Um, but uh, I, I really connected with, I, I, with my grandparents in Israel. Yeah. And I should mention um, that uh, my grandma just died. Rena, uh, Rena Benemotes is her name. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Uh, you know, um, me too. It, I don't feel incredibly sad. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, it's very tragic. And when I think of my father, I become very sad uh, losing yeah. his mother. Yeah. You know, when I think of my grandpa losing his wife uh, and, and that whole family over there, I, then I become really sad. But for her, um, she did the thing. And she she's she did her final exchange of energy. Right. Um, and and mostly I just feel proud of her, you know, um, like, wow, what a freaking life. Yeah, she uh, she she tapped it. She squeezed every drop kind of thing or. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. as as we do. Yeah. Um, and so I just am so. Uh, I'm I'm really amazed that I got to see her. For the first time in five years, uh, one month before she passed. Yeah, yeah, that's special. Super special, and um, and my grandpa, um, three weeks before she died, had a stroke. Okay. And which was one week after we left. Yeah. And so he went to the hospital. His his physical transformation is very intense that he's gone through over the last month and a half month of really being a giant of a man who I was, who I was physically intimidated by as a 30 year old and he's 88. Right. And I felt the physical intimidation when I was there. Yeah. Because he's just has a deep sort of, power and strength and uh some aggression that had maintained their potency and literally one week after we leave after he's cooking us meals that are like like seven different kinds of grilled meats um and he's like driving us all around israel and he's he's teaching himself english at night so that he can have conversation with me the next day um mercy barack and uh, and then one week after we leave, he has a stroke. Yeah. Goes to the hospital. Right now, he, he can't walk. Okay. Um, you know, he's lost a lot of weight. And and then three weeks into that, my grandma, who uh, was uh, had dementia for, for really the last 10 years at least. Yeah. Um, and is pretty disoriented in her life. She's not really sure where she is. She's being cared for by her family and others who she might, may or may not remember at any moment. She's wondering where he is. Um, and they get to see each other one time when he is brought to the rehab from the ho hospital emergency room. Um, they see each other. I don't know what that was like. And two days later, she dies in the night. Um, and, and my grandpa is just 
you know, just sobbing. He's just weeping like nobody's freaking business, man. He's doing the grieving so loudly, which I read as with integrity. Yeah. Um, so I've, and I saw them a month ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now they're doing that. And I, and I'm not there, which is wild. Yeah. Yeah. When you talk about him, I, I think about, um, uh, I, I think that his spirit is like so robust. He's such a, like, it's like when, when you speak about his presence, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it, it seems to me like, you know, his, his, uh, you know, spirit or uh, charisma or, or or zest is like bursting from the seams. Is that is that a little bit of it? Like definitely. Like like in his life, he's been yeah, definitely yeah. bursting at the seams. I think he's torn a lot of t-shirts in his day. Yeah. You know, like he's <laughs> he's but he's literally busted a lot of seams. Yeah. In his day of his own and and probably other people's too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Big, you know, I mean, yeah. big, large presences, you know, seem to do that. They can, they can be, um, we can be overwhelmed, mm-hmm. we can be intimidated by them. Um, but I, I think it's so, so beautiful and important to remember how, how, you know, they're having their own integrated experience that they're, that they have a lot of connections that they've been influenced by, um, you know, their, their relationships that his, his love was so, you know, raw and uh, in- intense for for your grandma and for, and, and for life, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. And and I mean, how do you not have like such a, a zest and hunger for life? Like if you're if you're teaching yourself English at, at in, in your late 80s to, you know, communicate with your grandson the next day, it's that's a, that's a huge uh, strive. That's that's resilience. It's drive. It's yes. It's it's grit, um, and those are. You know, you talk about learning, maybe more about self through experiences and empathy with others, and I I can only imagine, the ways, of um, the the greater degrees of access that you have in your own. Uh, mental, emotional, and spiritual awareness due to their experience, due to like what oh, they, yeah. how, how they chose to behave, how they chose to live, um, the mistakes that they made, um, you know, the, it's, it, it, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. We're, we're, we're we, we hit the freaking lotto when we're born, I believe. And, um, my grandfather, my papa passed several years ago and the moment I was in the room and I was one of the last people that he opened his eyes and smiled at. And within a couple hours of my arrival, he took his last breath and, and I felt whether it was mm-hmm. like, whether it was, you know, projected, um, over, overactive imagination or a real mental, emotional, or spiritual thing, I, I felt like I had leveled up. Like I had yeah. gained a different kind of awareness, that I had gained access to things that I, I couldn't even comprehend moments before. Mm. And it was in ways of emotional vulnerability with being in the same room with his three sons when he took his last breath. Um, 
um, maybe uh, habits or responsibilities that I I would like to shoulder that he took on in his life. Um, and I, that that these are the experiences or you know thought experiments that I believe get us closer to having. Uh, our own holistic human experience um, mm-hmm. by by being open um, to to these to these beautiful challenging connections we're with so the, blessed man yeah, oh yeah we're, we're 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 super blessed bro um, yeah. and you know, us in our environments, with our relationships, with our opportunities specifically, but I think humanity as a whole. As a whole. I, as, I, I really agree. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel lucky to be part of it, you know. Likewise, Barack. I've, with that, I feel lucky to be your friend and, and to have shared so many and growing practices with you. And with respect of, of our farms, we should probably uh, end this soon. <laughs> Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm on the same page here. I'm. I'm eyeing some shorts next to me. And they look <laughs> like the right pants for the job. Oh, see here. Um, I live in the land of ticks and poison ivy, so I don't eye shorts until after my cold shower after chores. But um, well, I'll uh, be excited for them later on. <laughs> yeah, Colorado misses you. So. Yeah, man. I you know I miss it too, but it's so deep. It's so deep in 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 my heart. And in my mind, yeah. Um, yeah, it would be hard to to completely separate from from those connections. Oh, you never will. You never will. And yeah. uh, thank goodness. And I love you. And let's talk again soon because this has been really heart uh, heartwarming and reviving. Right on. Hey, likewise, Barack. Um, much love to you and yours. And we'll absolutely do this again soon. Okay. Yeah. All right, brother. You too. Bye, Jeremy. Give all my best to your family, please. Oh, yes. Karen and Raven, say hello. Of course. All right. Take care, bro.